Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. This ain't your abuelita's financial advice. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, and I'm here to help you tackle grown woman business when it comes to all things dinero. We're going to talk about how to make it, keep it, and grow it. On that note, vamos. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. This is your host, Janice, and today's episode is featuring an amazing woman who's also a member of the Fuego Five. And if you don't know who that is, then I'm about to tell you. So this Monday, May 11th, 2020, I and four other fantastic, phenomenal Latinas are going to be getting together to host an event called Finances in Fuego, Latinas Who Invest. And this is being organized by someone that you heard on the podcast recently, Vanessa from Wander Onwards. And she is branding a new series called the Pink Money Series. So the same way that companies rebrand ordinary objects with pink women-friendly alternatives, the Pink Money Series is where she's going to be explaining money information with feminine colors so women know it's for us. And so this workshop this five-day workshop series called Finances in Fuego is a brainchild of Vanessa and her brand. And so I'm so excited to be participating in this. If you want more information on how you can actually participate and join us in our conversation, you can head over to wanderonwards.co slash Latinas Who Invest to get your tickets. Five days, five incredible Latinas are going to be talking about investing and what our investment strategies look like. So it's really important 
for us to disclose the fact that this is not like, you know, personalized investing advice. So we're not going to be telling you what to do. We're going to be telling you what we do so that we can educate you in all the different ways that we are investing. And maybe that sparks something in you to start exploring an avenue that makes sense for you. So again, if you want tickets, you can head over to wanderonwards.co or head over to my Instagram, click on my bio, and there's a registration link there. You can get your tickets now. Seating is limited, so don't wait. Don't want to be left out of the party. Now, getting back into our conversation, we are going to be talking to Kara Perez. Kara is the founder of Bravely Go, a feminist financial education company. Bravely focuses on bringing actionable, intersectional, and accessible financial information to people via pop-up events and also via their online community. Additionally, Kara co-hosts the award-winning podcast, The Fair Sense, which has been named as the top money podcast for women by Forbes and The Balance. She's been featured in the New York Times, Forbes, and NPR, just to name a few, as a financial expert, and she lives in Austin, Texas. So I don't want to take all of Kara's story, but essentially she got into personal finance kind of in the same way that I did in the sense that I had a quarter life crisis and realized like, I need to understand money more because right now it's stressing me the F out. And so Kara has a similar story with that perspective to me. And she was actually able to turn things around in a major way. And so let's get into this combo because I think she's dropping so many gems and She's going to be telling you and showing you through examples that you don't need to be making a ton of money to get control of your money and to start prospering in ways you never imagined. Let's get into our convo with Kara. All right, Kara, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So I discovered you on Instagram and I absolutely love the way that you connect with your audience and the way that you present like what is traditionally really dry, like boring ass financial information in a way that actually makes people want to digest it and like understand it. So I think you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I I try very hard. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing very well. So why don't we go ahead and get started with you kind of introducing yourself um, and your your brand, Bravely Go. Yeah. So my name is Kara Perez, and I have been a personal finance writer and business owner for about four years. And my kind of bigger picture background is I grew up in a single parent household in Massachusetts. And then I moved to Austin, Texas after I graduated college. That's where I still am. And after I graduated, I had $25,302 in student loan debt and couldn't find a job, could not find a job to save my life. (laughs) So still to this day, I just turned 32. I've never been hired for a full-time salaried, you know, job with benefits. Like I've never had a 401k in my life. (laughs) And I started bravely go from this place of, oh my gosh, I really need to figure out money. And all of the resources I'm finding are run by like old rich white people who really don't (laughs) understand what it's like to be young and financially single and working a, you know, working as a waitress, working as a lacrosse coach, which I did for three years, not making a lot of money and being in circumstances where I don't have very many assets that I can make work for me, but I still want to figure this out. So that's what Bravely Go does. I say that we're a feminist financial education 
company and we host events or we used to host events before COVID got here. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. Um, and we have online community and we talk about money from an intersectional angle and from a big picture policy angle too, because so much more goes into money than just how you're making it, you know? Absolutely. I love that. So I'm really curious to know, like, what your relationship was like with money growing up and how did you first become interested in kind of the personal finance space and really understanding the power of money? Yeah. So like I said, I grew up in a single parent household and for about six years, we were on food stamps and I have two siblings. Uh, My parents got divorced when I was two and certainly we were never poor. I always want to stress that. Um, Mm -hmm. There was never a risk of being like homeless or anything, but we were broke and we were broke for a long, long time. And money was very tight and money was very much so a source of stress for my mother. And what I learned during my childhood was that money was hard. Money causes stress and money is not for people like us. Other people might have money, but we don't, and I never will. And that's just how it is. And I definitely took that mindset well into my 20s. I mean, it really wasn't until I was 26 that I had my quarter life crisis, which centered around money and debt and just realizing, oh my gosh, I am running into this same wall over and over and over again. And not knowing anything about money is really ruining my life. (laughs) Like there's just no other way to put it. It is ruining my life. Yeah. So when I was 26, I was working part-time as a caterer and part-time as an MMA gym receptionist. So I was working about 20 hours a week. I was making $12 an hour as a caterer and $9 an hour at the gym. And I was just like, this is not enough money to do anything, let alone pay off my debt, pay my rent, pay my car insurance and try and save. Like, I just cannot do this. I need to learn about this and I need to figure out how to make more money so that I can move forward with my life. Mm -hmm. So how did you actually go about like changing your money situation? What was your, your starting point? What was my starting point? So (laughs) I'm like, huh, what? Let me think back. Um, So for me, it all centered on my debt. I felt really weighed down by my debt. I felt really ashamed of my debt. I felt like an idiot for going to college in the first place because it hadn't helped me get a job or anything. It just gave me this pile of debt that was ruining my life. What did you go to school for, by the way, just a side note? Yeah, no. um, I went to Wesleyan University and I have a degree in English with my concentration was critical race theory. So if you ever want to talk about the like Latina diaspora, (laughs) I'm down for it. You can school us on that. (laughs) If you want to record another podcast on that, it's like whatever. Um, So yeah, I just felt really, really hampered by that. And so I literally Googled how to pay off student loans faster <laughs> because, you know, I'm <laughs> a millennial. Right. What else was I going to do? I didn't know. Like my mom didn't really know anything about money. I didn't know who else to ask. So I turned, I turned to the all powerful internet. And from there, I found other personal finance bloggers. I found personal finance people on social media, on Twitter in particular. And I just started reading and listening to everything that I could. I mean, I was just like, I had been starving in the desert and then somebody appeared with like a birthday cake and I was like, get in my body. Um, and so from there, I started just taking little pieces of action from different people's stories and applying it to my own life. And that's how I kind of got out of my my debt and my sadness hole. Got it. Okay. So I want to dig into a little bit about your debt situation. So was it a majority of student loan debt or were your spending habits like just a hot mess too? 
No, it was definitely just student loans. I have never been a big spender because I've never had that much money. And I've always been aware of like debt is bad. You shouldn't go into this. So it was just student loans. Got it. Okay. So you figure out I need to get a handle on this if I want my life to look different. So can we talk about your game plan? What strategies did you use to actually pay this debt off? Yeah. So for me, the first thing was you need to earn more money. I mean, I was making like 900 bucks a month between 900 and 1100 bucks a month. And I was paying rent. I was paying car insurance and, you know, food and trying to live my life. (laughs) And that just didn't go very far. So my first strategy was pick up more work, just like anything that paid do it. So I did everything from nannying to driving a van for a local high school because they needed someone to drive a van to pick kids up from practice. I was like, great, I'll do that. (laughs) Um, I did freelance writing and freelance social media work. And this was all for like not very much money, but it, anything helped. I was so low income that anything helped. And I was 26. I was healthy. I had a boyfriend, but like we didn't, we weren't really committed yet. And so I had a lot of time and everything that I made, I put towards debt. Like I cut my living expenses down to bare bones. I mean, like it wasn't fun. I just want to stress that. Like it wasn't glamorous and it like I wasn't going out to eat. I wasn't going out to drink. I wasn't getting my friend's birthday presents. If it cost money, I wasn't doing it. All of my money went towards debt payoff. But I say that, I know that's not going to work for everyone. It really worked for me. I was really floundering and I needed hard structure to kind of get myself in order. Got it. So you were actually able to pay off $25,302 on a salary less than $30,000, which just sounds like absolutely insane. And I'm sure people listening to this are going to be like, what the hell? Like that doesn't even mathematically make sense. (laughs) So what, what encouragement or what advice do you have for somebody who's probably in the same situation where they just are not earning a big salary, but they're just like, I need to get a handle on this whole situation. Like where do they start? Definitely the first thing I would say is sit down and look at your numbers. And, you know, you asked me, was it just student loan debt or was my spending also a hot mess? And and be realistic with yourself. It's totally fine if your spending is a hot mess, or it's totally fine if you don't understand how money works or what is even going on with your credit card. That's not your fault. No one is born understanding the intricacies of credit cards, right? We have to learn that. Um, But identify your 
Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com dinero. Biggest problem areas and then pick one. I always tell people, don't overwhelm yourself. You don't need to try and become better on every front at the same time. So if you have a lot of debt and your spending is out of control and money makes you want to cry, maybe just focus on developing a better relationship with money. So it doesn't make you want to cry at first. Like before you try and strategize around how to pay off your debt, just figure out how you can look at your bank account and feel good about yourself. And then go to other things of, okay, I'm going to learn what the debt snowball payoff strategy is. I'm going to learn about the debt avalanche payoff strategy, and I'm going to try and apply one of those. So I would say, sit down, examine your, your numbers, identify problem areas, and then take them one at a time. Got it. That's great advice. Um, so I'm curious because obviously when, what you told me about the whole mindset that you grew up with around money, there's a good amount of work that has to, to happen for you to change how you view money and the relationship that you have with it. Can, so, so can you share some of the like mindset work that you did to change your relationship with money on that level? Yeah. So I, this is such a good question because I definitely did change my mindset around money, but I didn't, I didn't do any mindset work. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm sorry. That's not a good so it answer. wasn't conscious per se. Yeah. I wasn't conscious. I wasn't like reading books or listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast. And honestly, a lot of these mindset kind of gurus, I take a lot of issue with because I think that they come from positions of privilege and they're not really willing to recognize intersectionality. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me then and still now is that I have confidence in myself. I just know that I can do things. Now, I'm not going to be the next Picasso and I'm not going to be the next Bill Gates. I can't code my way out of a paper bag, but I don't need to do that. I just need to do other things, right? So I think rather than trying to limit yourself to say like, I need to become this just say, I need to become more. Like, I just want to open myself up to more possibilities. That's really what I did when I Googled that. I was like, I just want to entertain the possibility that I could pay off my student loans. Like, what does Google have to say about that? I opened a door and then I just had the confidence to walk through it. So if you're looking for specific mindset tips, I'm not your gal, but I think flexing your confidence a little bit and just being like, I'm channeling my Lizzo. I know I'm 100% that bitch. Let's go. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I actually have an episode on my podcast that talks about doing the scary shit. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's the thing that kind of that builds that confidence. As you 
continue to succeed in doing things that you never thought you could, you start looking at yourself in a different way and you start realizing like your potential. So I think that's great advice. Yeah, I completely agree. So did you face setbacks along the way through your debt payoff journey? Um, yes and no. Nothing really huge. I didn't experience any crazy tragedy, but for me, the biggest setback was that I was still really low income. You know, in 2014, I made $18,000 total. <laughs> like it's on my tax wow. returns. You can go see that on my Instagram. Um, and then in 2015, which is the year I paid off my debt, I still only made $32,000. <laughs> so um, it was really difficult being an hourly worker and not knowing if I was always going to get 40 hours of work. Sometimes I only got 32, which meant I would have to make a smaller debt payment, which would prolong how long it took me to pay off my debt. So I would say those smaller setbacks yeah. were difficult to deal with, but you know, nothing, I didn't like get into a car accident and my house didn't burn down. So nothing well, thank major. God for that. Yeah, truly. <laughs> so you realize after paying off your debt that you still want more, right? It's not just about like getting rid of the debt. You want more from your life, from your income. So you created this company to basically facilitate other women being able to accomplish amazing things. And, and you, you know, obviously benefit from having that relationship. So can you talk about how you created your business and what your strategy was, what your goal was for Bravely? Sure. Yeah. I, once again, didn't have much strategy. I just had a lot of confidence <laughs> and I was sometimes really- Sometimes that's all you need, honey. <laughs> sometimes it is all you need. And I was just really hyped up about money when I started Bravely. I was so into it and I was so passionate about it. And it's all I wanted to talk about. I wanted to share my own journey and my own successes. And I wanted to continue learning from other people about it. So it was just like this all-consuming passion. And- I think that's really exciting for people, especially like you said earlier, finance can be so dry. It can be so boring. And still today, you know, the world of high finance, which is what we're talking about when we mean like Wall Street and hedge fund managers and things like that, it's still really, really like 90% male and even more, like I think it's like 93% white. So there's a lot of work to be done in this space. And even in the personal finance space, which is getting more and more diverse every day, which is so amazing to see. And more people are interested in money than ever before. And I think we as a society are getting more comfortable with talking about money. It's Mm -hmm. still a really difficult topic, like to bring up with my mom, to bring up with my aunts and uncles. They don't want to talk about it. You know, like even yeah. And I think, especially if you have, you know, Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Like different cultures, different backgrounds, it's so difficult to talk about. But so I was super hyped about it and I was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to move forward. And I figured things out 
as they happened. You know, like now I work with people one-on-one as a money coach, which initially I didn't do, but I kept getting so many requests and I realized, oh, I'm leaving money on the table. And this is a way to really impact one person at a time to get just down deep with people. And so I don't, I didn't have a strategy, but I would say if you're interested in starting a business, uh, whatever it is, a knitting business, a graphic design business, a money business, really, really isolate the thing that just lights you up and then really share that with people because that's, what's going to draw your, the audience to you. Love that. So do you have a money mantra? Um, do I have a money mantra? Yeah, I think, (laughs) and I guess this is kind of like a mindset, um, thing. I tell myself like money will come to me. Um, and I'm still not an incredibly high earner and I don't say this on a daily basis, but anytime I'm feeling stressed out about money, I remember like money has come to me before and money will come to me again. Mm, That's really good. Yeah. I think it's all about kind of opening yourself up to the possibilities that you deserve more and you just have to be mindful about the, the action behind it, right? You have to, you have to get moving. It's not just going to come out of the sky. Yes. (laughs) So I know you're doing some big stuff, um, virtually in the near future. Do you want to tell us about it? Yes. So on May 27th and May 28th, I'm hosting the Financial Feminist Summit, which I'm really excited about. It's free. It's online. And you can find tickets for that at my Instagram profile or on my website. And my Instagram is at We Bravely Go. Um, And I'm really excited about this. It's all women speakers. And we're going to be doing some practical education. So things like debt payoff or how to start investing or how to negotiate for more money. But we're also going to be talking about bigger picture financial things, like how do we change the personal finance narrative? How do we make personal finance more inclusive? How do we develop programming and tools that are not just for rich white people? Mm. That is going to be fabulous. I already got my ticket. I'm so excited. Hey, oh my God, I'm jazzed. (laughs) Yes. All right. So remind us again, where can we follow you and find out more? Yes. So Instagram is definitely my biggest, my most used platform. I spend way too much time there. And so that's at we bravely go, but I'm also on Twitter at bravely go. And uh, my website is bravelygo.co. It rhymes. And um, that's where you can find all my articles, all my free tools. Um, Like I said, you can find the summit on there as well. Awesome. Kara, thank you so much for this conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This is great. Thank you. Take care. Bye. I am so glad we had this conversation with Kara because I think it's so important to know that you don't need to make six figures in order to really elevate yourself financially. You can be making any amount of money and It doesn't matter if you don't understand the principles behind how to keep it, how to control it, how to make it work for you. It doesn't matter, sis. Like you could be making six figures and still be broke AF. So I love Kara's real relatable story about just earning a normal salary and how she was able to turn her mindset around and her money around. So please, I hope this inspires you. And if it does, make sure you're sharing this podcast. It's so important for us to continue to share the messages that are being um, told and the stories that are being told through this podcast, because let's face it, personal finance is scary. It can be very daunting and it can be really freaking 
stressful. So the more that you can connect with people that understand what you're going through, that share similar stories, and that offer solutions, like why not? So absolutely make sure to share this with anybody that you think would get value. Make sure to subscribe. That way, anytime there's a new episode, you're the first to know. And if you're loving this podcast, I would love to have you as a monthly supporter. If you want to know more about how you can support this podcast on a monthly basis and keep pushing and elevating the level of content that we put out, head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com and you can find out more about how to become a monthly supporter. I mean, you can start at 99 cents a month, guys. So this is open to anybody at any level, and I just really appreciate your support. I am doing all of this pro bono. You know, I'm just really passionate about educating people, especially in the Latinx community, about personal finance. So I'm doing my part, and I hope that you'll do your part too. Another way that you can contribute to our success is by leaving a rating or a review. So if you listen on Apple Podcasts or listen on Spotify or any other platform that allows reviews, please make sure to take a couple moments to leave a review and let us know how we're doing. After all, this content is for you, and we want to make sure that we are meeting or exceeding your expectations. So until next time, guys, stay inspired, stay brave, stay committed, and stay poderosas. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.